Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for March 18th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose. I believe that God has declared some things. God has announced some things from heaven. God has decreed it. God has declared it. God has destined it. That this year, 2021, is a season of new levels for us where we can level up in every area, in every facet, in every aspect of our lives. So when God announces something, when heaven declares something, that means that the grace is made available. That, But that doesn't mean that automatically you're going to experience it as a human in the earth. No, heaven declared it, heaven announced it. That means it's available, but then we have to receive by faith what God has already provided. So if you want everything God has for you in this season, If you want to level up in every area of your life, you are going to have to pursue progress on purpose. You must be intentional. So that said, I'm talking about progress on purpose. I'm talking about being completely intentional. I'm I'm talking about not being haphazard with your life, loosey-goosey. No, you're getting up every morning. You are purpose-driven. You are focused on becoming the man, the woman that God called you to be. Understanding that, I said that we would level up this year in five areas. Spiritually, financially, physically, I've covered those three internally. What does that mean internally? Well, we've been talking about this for a while. What's happening on the inside of you? There are things that happen on the inside. That's where faith is. That's where peace is. That's where rest is. That what you want to level up your internal this year, you want to level up. You will never have success in life beyond the level of success that you have in your soul. You will never experience prosperity in life until you have a prosperous soul, which is what we've been talking about for a while. And then externally is number five, and we'll deal with that as well. But from an internally perspective, I told you that I would teach you about being anxious for nothing. We did that already. Receiving unshakable peace, having joy and peace in believing, having the excitement that comes from joy and the serenity that comes from peace, Uh, the importance of relaxing, like physical rest, like, you know, taking a break, entering into God's rest, like from a physical perspective, resting your mind, resting your heart, all of that, that's important. And then finally, the highest form of faith is rest. I've been teaching on this for a while. The highest form of faith is rest. I'm going to continue to flow in the same vein today. The title of today's message is the highest form of faith is rest part Four. The reason why uh, I'm, well, first of all, I have to do whatever the Holy Spirit tells me to do, right? But, you know, I'm led to kind of continue to flow in this vein. And, and sometimes people ask me, well, man, Rick, why do you stay on something for so long? Well, you know why I stay on something? Well, number one, because God leads me. But number two is because we as humans, we don't get it right away. Like I'll, I'll teach on something and I'll be like part 50, part 70, part 80. You know why? Because it, you didn't even get it to part 63, you know? And so it, it takes a while for us to, to really get it. This series that I'm on right now, I started it at the beginning of the year. And so we're still laying the foundation for 2021, progress on purpose, covering all of this stuff. And out of the five things, I'm still on number four. We still have a whole nother one to cover, right? So we're going to get into that. And I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. But yesterday, when I when I read for you Galatians chapter four, verses 21 through 31, and then I said a few things about it, 
um, the Holy Spirit was like, you're not done with that. And so I have to go back to Galatians chapter 4, 21 through 31 again today. But before I get to that, I was like, oh, there's so much there. But let me provide you some context. So I'm actually going to give you three points. What does this mean for you today? I'm going to give you three points this morning, but I'm going to deal with Galatians 4, 21 to 31 in my third point. So what I'm going to do in point num- points number one, points number two is really lay the foundation, lay the context. And a lot of this is stuff that I've covered many times before, but laying the context of the grace of God versus the law and so that you can really enter into God's rest. Because if you don't enter into God's rest, then you run the risk of, of your faith failing. You can have a faith failure if you don't rest in what God said. So three things to share with you in this morning. Here's number one. As I get into this first point, this is where I want you to rid your heart, rid your mind of all distractions, lock in three things. Number one, here we go. Now, this should be a recap for many of you that have received today's word for a while. But the first point is the law, old covenant versus grace, new covenant. Now I've taught on, uh, taught on this. Like I said, have multiple series. If you want more information on what I'm about to say, go to todaysword.org and just search for grace and truth. Um, and that's, an, that's one series, but you know, I, I've taught on this quite a bit, but let me give you a recap and then really give you some context as it relates to, to faith today. So in John chapter one, the apostle John said that the word Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us. Now we were able to behold his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father, full of grace and truth. That's John one and 14. The Bible says that Jesus came from the father and he was full of grace and truth. And John is making a distinction between the law. He says, well, the law was given through Moses in context. He says, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So he's, John has given us a distinction or making a differentiation between the law, Moses, grace and truth, Jesus. In Romans chapter six, verse 14, another apostle, the apostle Paul, um, and, and Paul did a lot of teaching on this, but the apostle Paul said that this in Romans six and 14, he said, for those of you that are born again, sin is no longer your master. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Now, let me read that to you again. This is Romans 6 and 14, because I don't know. It's like people don't get this. And it's in the Bible in black and white. Let me read it for you again in plain English. Sin is no longer your master. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. See, here we have a different apostle, Paul, basically saying the same thing. The law was given by Moses. Grace came through Jesus. And so he's saying, listen, there's a difference between the law and grace. And if you don't understand the difference between the two covenants, uh, and there are differences between the two covenants, if you don't understand the difference the differences between the two covenants, then you're going to read something from the old covenant and think that it applies to you today, or you're going to see how God operated under the old covenant and think that he's operating with you like that today. And you're mixing the two covenants. And and if you mix covenants, you're going to have a, a flawed understanding of who you are and where you are within the dispensation that Jesus died to provide us. So as it relates to the grace of God, let me give you a couple of points here. First of all, the rules have changed under the new covenant. It's not that God changed, but in many respects, the rules have changed. Under the old covenant, God had a certain agreement with man, and he operated with man in accordance with that agreement. Under the new covenant, we have a new agreement, and the Lord is operating with us in accordance with that agreement. Now, if you don't understand the differences between the two agreements, then yeah, you're going to see something like, oh man, God smote that people. He killed the whole city. Oh, Jesus, don't kill me. 
and think that it's like, well, is God going to deal with me that way? No, like you're mixing the two covenants, you're, you're confused, and that lack of clarity really will lead to a lack of success in life because you can't fully embrace the grace of God until you understand this. See, the old covenant of the law focused on man. It was all about man and man working for God. So the spotlight was on man and the spotlight was on man working for God and the spotlight then became on religious activity. And so it was all about um, performance and performance-based religion. So this covenant, old covenant, was not designed to make you right. Because if you're a parent, you know that rules can't make your kids right. Rules can only show them when they're wrong, right? And so rules can't make you right. Rules can only show you when you're wrong. So the law was not designed to make us right. The law was designed to prove to humanity that we are wrong, that we are flawed, that we're in need of a savior. That savior came. His name is Jesus. So under the law, once the rules were given, the men were quick to break those rules. Now, prior to the rules, they didn't have any rules to break. But once the rules were given, then they were quick to break those rules. And once they broke the rules, then they were wrong. And once they were wrong, then the law allowed for sacrifices. And so the, the blood of innocent animals had to be shed by the hands of guilty men until Jesus came. See, the new covenant focuses on Jesus and the grace of God, the grace that, that God has ushered us into because of Jesus. So while in the old covenant, the spotlight was on man and man working for God, and the, under the new covenant, the spotlight is on God and what he's already done for us. It's, it's God working for us. It's about God, his plans, his purposes, his grace, his anointing, his favor, God opening doors for us that no man can close. God raising up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, their money to help us in ways that we cannot help ourselves. God giving us the words and performing the work. We go into a meeting and God is flooding us with revelation. We're saying stuff we never heard before. It is God living on the inside of us. He's, he's giving us the words and performing the work. And so this is a completely different covenant. In the old covenant, they didn't have the Holy Spirit living in on the inside of them. And in the old covenant, they didn't have that, but we have what Adam had. Adam was walking around in the cool of the day. Why? Because God was in him and the Holy Spirit was the direct connection to the father. And that's what we have in the new covenant. But you will never fully embrace all of this until you understand that you are under grace, not the law, that you are living by God's unearned favor, not your performance. <laughs> all right. Number two, Jesus ushered you into a dispensation of grace. You got to get this down in, in your heart. In, in Paul's letter to the believers in Galatia, read the whole book of Galatians. Really good book, by the way, on this, on this topic. The apostle Paul provided a lot of teaching on the differences between the law of Moses and the grace provided through Jesus. Why? Because in, the, in Galatia, there were a lot of Jewish converts to Christianity and they were, they were former Jews who were now born again. And now what they were doing, and they was like, oh, we're born again, but they wanted to bring the law with them. They wanted to bring religion with them. They wanted to bring the rules with them. And so then they were so fixated on that, that they were telling people who had never been Jews, Gentiles, hey, if you're going to be a Christian, uh, you got to do some of this law stuff. Matter of fact, like you were never circumcised. And so you need to get circumcised. And Paul heard about this and Paul was furious. And Paul was like, what are you talking about? If you... 
It's like, dude, don't allow nobody to tell you to get circumcised as a grown man with no anesthesia. Are you crazy? If if you allow somebody to convince, listen, under Jesus, there's no, it's not about circumcision or no uncircumcision. What are you talking about? It's about faith and faith in Jesus and Jesus alone. Matter of fact, if you allow somebody to trick you into going into some of the law, if you take a little bit of the law, you got to take the whole law and now you've fallen from grace. You're no longer under grace. Paul said this in Galatians 3 and 11. He says, so it's clear. Listen, guys, it's clear that no body, no human can be made right with God for trying to keep the law. If you're trying to keep the law, you will never be made right with God. For the scripture says it's only through faith that a righteous person has life. In Galatians 3 and 12, Paul went on to say the way of faith is different from the way of the law, which says obeying the law is the one that makes a person have life. You can't have life by trying to obey the law. He says, listen, there's a lot of differences between the law and grace. And Paul did a lot of great teaching on this in the book of Galatians. Paul said, the law says we're under a curse. This is uh, Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Paul says, the law says we're under a curse if we don't obey all the rules. But Christ took away that curse. Jesus changed places with us. He placed himself under that curse for us. For the scripture says, anyone who hangs on a tree is under the curse. But guess what? Jesus hung on the tree and he died for us. He became the curse for us. Why? So that the blessing of Abraham can be given to everybody. Now it's not just about Jews. It's Jews and Gentiles. It's about black, white, Hispanic, Asian, male or female, old or young, rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you accept Jesus. We are all one in him and we all get the spirit, the Holy Spirit that was promised to everyone who believes in Jesus. Now, all of this is really important because like you're not going to enter into God's rest unless you get this. I'll keep going. Here's another thing that people don't understand. The law had an expiration date in Galatians 3 and 19 from the Passion Bible. The Bible says this is straight from the Bible. Why then was the law given at all? Right. Because then you're like, wait a minute, Rick. Why? Why was the Ten Commandments given? Why was the law given at all? Okay. Paul answers that question. He says, why then was the law given at all? It was given alongside the promise to show people their sins. I already told you it was given not to make you right, but to show you that you're wrong, right? The law was designed to last only until the coming of the seed, the child who was promised. Well, who's the seed? That seed is Jesus. So the law had an expiration date. The law was designed only until Jesus came. Once Jesus came, that's it. We have a new covenant. The main purpose of the law was to show people their sins to show us that we need a savior. And so the old covenant was never intended to be an enduring covenant. Once Jesus came, we have a new covenant. A new covenant was introduced. As a matter of fact, Hebrews 8 and 13 talks about this new covenant. And, and the writer of Hebrews says, straight from the Bible, by calling this covenant, the new covenant, new, God has made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. Did you just hear that? The Bible calls the old covenant obsolete and outdated. So, and the same writer in Hebrews eight and six says, this is a better covenant. The new covenant is better covenant and it, it, it is established upon better promises. So look at me for a minute. I've taught on this before, but I don't know why people don't get this. If the Bible tells you as a born again, believer, new covenant that you're not under the old covenant, that it served this purpose, that it had an expiration date that the old covenant is outdated and obsolete. 
then why would you be fixing fixated on it? Like, like I mean, why? Why? What is it? Like, why are you not fully embracing the grace of God? It. James even said, if you take this is James two and ten. He says, listen, if you try to take a little bit of the law, like, well, a little law is good. Like, you know, I, a couple of rules, but I, I know I can't comply with all the rules. But I, no, no. James said, if you take a a piece of the law, then you got to take the whole law. And if you take the whole law, then you're no longer under grace, right? You. That's it. Like if you either you're going to live by the law, or you're going to live by grace. And so um, I just don't get it. The Bible says that no one, this was Galatians 3 and 11, no one who relies on the law is justified before God. No one. So if you're relying on the rules, then you will never be justified before God. If you're going to if you're going to say, well, I'm going to live by the law, I'm going to live by the rules. Brother Pena, you don't understand. Right. You don't understand. OK, fine. But just make sure you understand what you're getting yourself into. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. The, the text said he traded places with us. And so if he traded places with us so we could walk in the freedom of the life that Christ Jesus died to provide us, why would you not want to walk in that freedom? Those who live by the law are focused on rules. And that's a different way to live than those of us who are focused on grace. If you're focused on external rules instead of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, then it's going to be hard for you to enter into God's rest. Listen, the stuff that I'm talking about is going to be hard. You know why? Because you're always focused on your humanity. You're, you're focused on religion. You're focused on performance. The, the law-minded believer is attempting to please God with his or her performance. And so I got to do this right. I got to do that right. Oh, God, I'm about to go to sleep. Oh, Jesus, uh, please, God, forgive me. I did this today. I did that. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. God, please forgive me for every sin of commission and omission. I don't want to go to sleep with something that I didn't confess. What if I die and I sleep? I, 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 I don't want to go to hell. Oh, God, please forgive me. The, what are you talking about? Like, I mean, like you don't understand new covenant at all. Like, I mean, you can't live like that and think that you're going to maximize your purpose and potential. You can't live like that and think that you're going to be a conduit of God's love and grace and power in this world. No. And that's a religious person. That person doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. The grace minded believer is living a life of faith. He or she knows that they've been forgiven. I'm forgiven of sin. So for me, I know I'm going to heaven. I don't serve God because I'm afraid of going to hell. No, I know. I know I'm going to heaven. I serve God because I'm forgiven. I serve God because I'm, God has cleansed me. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm called according to God's plan and purpose and work for my life. These were plans that he established from the foundations of the world. And so I will never be satisfied until I become what God revealed to me already about me. And so I am pursuing my purpose. I'm I am pursuing dying to self, becoming a conduit of God's love and light in this world. And it's not a based on rules. I mean, now that doesn't mean that I'm free to sin. It means that I'm free from sin. So if you really understand grace and you embrace the Holy Spirit, you're not going to want to sin because that's the argument. Oh, man. Well, well, Paul, Paul even said it in Romans. He said, so should I continue? He said, listen, sin can never overtake grace. Here you have sin. Oh, you sin. Here's grace. Oh, you sin again. Here's grace. Oh, you sin again. Here's grace. Paul said, listen, there will never be a point where sin can overtake grace. Wherever sin abounds, he said grace abounds even more. But then he said, okay, well, wait a minute. There's going to be some people that say, oh, so that means we can sin. Come on, dude. You, you, you don't understand Jesus at all then. He says, should we continue then in sin so that grace can abound? He said, no, God forbid. No, I'm not saved to sin or free to sin. I'm free from sin. So sin has no power over me. I said all that to get to point number three, which is really what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, so let's get to it. Number three, you are free in Christ. So now you can rest. 
Let's read the passage that we read yesterday. Now, understanding everything that I just said, check this out. Galatians 4, 21 to 31. Paul says, some of you people want to be under the law. (laughs) Now tell me, do you really understand what the law says? The scriptures say that Abraham had two sons. The mother of one son was a slave woman. The mother of the other son was a free woman. Abraham's son from the slave woman was born in the normal human way. But the the son from the free woman was born because of the promise that God gave to Abraham. This one was born by faith, supernatural. This true story paints a picture for us. The two women are like the two covenants, the two agreements between God and his people. One agreement is the law that God made on Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments. The people who are under this agreement are like slaves. The mother named Hagar, the slave woman, is the mother of that agreement. So Hagar is like Mount Sinai in Arabia. She is a picture of the earthly Jewish city of Jerusalem. That city right now is like a slave. Those people are slaves to the law. They're really focused on rules, 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 rules. Verse 26, but the heavenly Jerusalem that is above in heaven, there's no rules. We're free. It's like the free woman. That's our mother. My brothers and sisters, you are children who were born because of God's promise by faith like Isaac. But the other son of Abraham, who was born the normal way, that one caused trouble for the one who was born by the power of the spirit. And it's the same today. Verse 30. But what do the scriptures say? Throw out the slave woman and her son. The son of the free woman will receive everything the father has. But the son of the slave woman will receive nothing. So my brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman. We are children of the free woman. I mean, I, I, do you get this? Paul is like, there's two ways to live. You can live under the law. You can live under grace. You can live as a slave or you can live free. I mean, don't you get it? Now, I'm saying all of that to say for you to level up on the inside, you got to get this revelation. I'm talking about leveling up your commitment, right? To believe God, to remain in faith for the long haul. And to you, so you can see in your hands what God revealed in your heart. Now, the reason why I'm taking so much time explaining the difference between the law and grace is because you will never really enter into God's rest if you're focused on rules. You will never really enter into God's rest if you're focused on performance-based religion. Rest is the highest form of faith. You will never get there until you fully embrace God's unearned amazing grace. If you're a legalistic Christian, like legalistic You're based on rules. You're very religious, right? You're focused on rules and the commandments. It's going to be hard for you to live by faith successfully because look at me. Here's the truth. Your humanity is flawed. The Bible says, listen, don't even step to me like that. Act like you don't sin. The Bible says, if you claim to be without sin, you're a liar. So I didn't call you a liar. The Bible does. And so listen, your humanity is flawed. You are, you will eventually make a mistake. You will sin. And at that point, the devil is going to be like, oh, you're focused on rules. Oh, you broke the rules. Ah, now you're done. What are you going to do? Now, the devil is going to get you over into condemnation. And once you feel condemned, you can, you're no longer in faith and you don't feel worthy of the blessing. You don't feel worthy of what God said. Why? Because you're focused on your performance. And, and the whole time God is looking at you like, hey, son, hey, daughter, what are you talking about? What are you doing? I did not promise to bless you because you're good. I promise to bless you because I'm good. I'm not hung up on your performance. Check this out. I knew all the mistakes you were going to make before you made them. And I called you anyway. In our text, Paul says, those of us or those Christians that are 
focus on the on the law are like slaves. But those of us who embrace the grace of God, we are the ones who are free. We are free to allow God to live through us, to speak through us, to use us as conduits of his love and his light in this world. There are two groups, slaves and free. My question for you as I close is which group are you in? Listen, I really want you to level, level up this year. But if you, if you really want to level up, you got to level up in, in your understanding of God's grace. God doesn't want to use you because you're good. Your perform, it's not based on your performance. It's based on God's performance. Jesus qualified you. You are not perfect. Jesus was perfect for you. You can't qualify. Jesus qualified for you. So now rest in, in whoever it is that God has called you to be. Become that man and woman. And the only way to do it is not by more trying, is by more dying. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up uh, your voice and declare this. Say, Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place. Jesus delivered me from the bondage of the law. Now, the law is perfect. As a human, though, I am not. <laughs> Under the law, I would quickly be condemned. But thankfully, Father, that I'm under grace. I have been forgiven, not because I'm good, but because you are good. The law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus. Under the law, the spotlight was on man. Under grace, the spotlight is on you. Now, Father, I just believe and receive what you have already provided. I don't pursue my purpose because I'm perfect. I pursue my purpose because I'm forgiven. I am free to do everything you've called me to do while I'm in the land of the living. I die to the limits of my humanity. As a dead man walking, I am free to be a conduit of your love, your light, and your power in this world. It is you, Father, who live in me. You give me the words and you perform the work. Understanding this, I level up my life in 2021. And I declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the subscribe button if you want my notes. If you don't believe me, like, I mean, read it for yourself. Go to todaysword.org. Click on the subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Go to Today's Word and search for Grace and Truth or go to YouTube on my, my page and search for Rick Pena, Grace and Truth. Listen, this is all there. Like, it's in the book. I, I, I'm not making any of this up. I'm teaching you what the Word says. It is time for us to level up. For us to become who God called us to be. But we will only do that if we die to self, we yield to him. It's all about God. It's not about us. It's not about our performance. It's only about his grace. Do me a favor. If this message has been a blessing to you, then do, do two things. Number one, uh, leave me some comments in the chat because I read every comment. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.